Ah, thankful for another day. Brush, floss, and comb? Check. Coat, bag, and keys? Check. Ready to go? Ready to start that morning? Only thing missing? Nine, five, zero. Welcome to the 950 Lounge Show. Hosted by Kevin K.P. Pryor, the LeBron James of the radio game. The amazing Steph Pearl. The extremely hilarious Rodeo. Just the classic man. And of course, backstage Ed. 950. You are listening to the best team in radio. Where else would you want to be? We're back on the ride, 950 Lounge, 950 Kev. We are truly LeBron James, the game, the most electrifying man in media today. My mama told me that, so I just keep saying it. But you told mom, yourself that. No, mom told me that. So. <laughs> mom ain't going to talk all that much. <laughs> yes, I, I buy her groceries. She's saying anything for free food. But I'm joined by the best that team in radio. <laughs> Backstage at Rodeo, lovely super talented step pro. My man Mike, the moderator in the box. You know, I obviously got my man Kesson holding it down the cameras. And we have a special guest, a young lady I had the pleasure of meeting a couple years back. She's been on the show before. She's a fantastic artist, somebody I, I watched from the distance. And I am really proud of her success. She's here to talk about it a little bit more on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in her maiden voice to City Island with 950, the lovely super talented Miss Cash Lee. What's going on, darling? What's up? Thank you guys for having me. Excited oh, to be here. My pleasure. And it's good to see you again. Haven't it's seen a, a pleasure long time. to see you. No doubt. How much you paid him? <laughs> The last time I saw you, it's funny, I was with Just and we were in Harlem. And yeah. it was one it was a real cold before COVID. It was a real cold. You was day. with Justin. Me and Justin hanging out in Harlem. Y'all was just riding up yeah. and down the streets of nah, Harlem. We was getting something to eat. We was at Melba's. Okay. I think was it Melba's or something? I think I remember it was Melba's. It was Melba's. Yeah. I got good memory. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast yeah, this morning. Yeah. I can remember Melba's. And I was a. I remember it was just a really cold day, and I knew you was kind of getting your music thing together, and you was doing some different things, and then we reconnected. And, and I'm so happy for your success and what's going on. But talk about the music journey, because you're somebody people might get to know you now and think you're overnight success. But you've been putting this work in for a while. Yeah, I think when I met you at that time, I had only had my first record, and that was the one with AZ. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, so yeah. I was really blessed and lucky that my first record that I ever did was with such a legend, with AZ, who is someone who I'm a little too young to say that I grew up to his music, but I had an older brother rest his soul he passed but he was 11 years older than me and he introduced me to hip-hop and he introduced right. me to Nas and he introduced me to Illmatic and he introduced me to AZ mm -hmm. and that was that really was the groundwork for me as an artist mm -hmm. so for me my very first record ever to be featuring AZ and I, I didn't even have to ask him like right. he just heard the record and was with it yeah. I was really really humble so I came in like came in hot on that, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of like getting that cosign. At the time, I was also just singing. Right. I, I knew I could rap, but I was just at that time, I was just, I was came you, did in Did you singing. feel like the, you you was forced to kind of just be a singer because you didn't want to be put in that box? Because I know now we look back a couple years later, you know, women are dominating the rap game. They are, yeah. You know, but when we first met, it wasn't that long ago, but long enough where it was kind of a, a shift. Yes, so do definitely. you feel like you was forced to having to be a singer and uh, not really be your true authentic? I was listening at the time to what other people were telling me to right. do. Mm -hmm. And I, I was I was really just open to that at the time. Like if someone said, hey, I think you should do this. I was like, OK, you yeah. know, because, 
you know, I was just open to receiving any kind of knowledge anybody had to tell me. So back then, someone I was working with who wanted to manage me was like, you need to sing, you need to sing, you need to sing. And I was like, I could rap, though. Right. Like, I can. Like, let me show you. But Yeah, yeah. But he was really like, you <laughs> should sing, you should sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that time, I mean, he didn't know. Like, I had really been writing raps mm-hmm. since I was in high school. Yeah. I was like freestyling at the lunch table like growing up everyone knew I could rap my older brother could rap like that was just what it was so I was kind of like okay it's cool I'll come in with the singing thing and then honestly with AZ being on my first record I wasn't ready to rap next to him right you know to be real with you I wasn't ready to rap next to him now he could swing back around and we could do it. Come see her, AZ. We she could ready. do she it. Ready. We could do it. But at the time, I was just like, I'm going to let him rap. And my, and what's crazy about that record is I did have a verse on that. I sang and I rapped on that. Mm. And when he got on it, I took my verse off. Yeah. I was like, he going to be the only rapper on this mm. record. But even on back then, I did rap too, and I rapped a verse on that record. So now, so. question for you with that record, do you think you're going to do a remix of it and then put yourself and him on it with the rap footage you did back then? Because it sounds like it might be something that's to bring back around. There's something about that record, and there, and people who know it say that they still listen to it, and like, and there's something about it. It really is. And I would love to revisit it. I would love to revisit mm. it and revamp it. So, AZ, if you hear this, let's, let's do it. I would love to bring that record back 10% to, to the stockholders <laughs> you had something you want to jump in um, I know you mentioned you know your brother and rapping with him have you ever like collaborated together well my brother passed away when it was years ago at this point tragically he raised me you know he's 11 years older than me huge inspiration for me so I know he's watching me I know he's proud of me yeah, rapping with my brother would have been an amazing thing, but I always think he's going to be with me through this whole journey. Yeah, like he's that. so yeah. he's so the reason why I do this. Yeah. That yeah. So, yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we're talking to uh, recording artist Cash Lee here on Nafi Lounge. You know, I've gotten to know you a little bit, right? And, and we we've talked through the years and you know, people will look at this or hear this interview and go, "Wow, this girls got together, you know, a lot a lot all that." But you've had a you've had a rough patch, and you've had to Definitely. overcome some things, some adversities. Kind of talk about that, where you've had a rebirth and just who you are, and um, really a transition to doing different things in your life. Man, I mean, I could say, I mean, probably starting back when I was young. I mean, my background as a child is a little bit different. I was adopted when I was one. Mm-hmm. My like story is not is different. Um, my father. Uh, from Greece mm. and wasn't a citizen. Met my mom, who was a citizen, who wasn't ready to be a mother again. She was young at the time. My father not having any rights because he wasn't a citizen, mm. really couldn't do anything in this situation and didn't agree necessarily with my adoption, but my mother adopted me. I was in foster care for a little bit, but only as a baby, which is something I'm really thankful for. Like the foster care system, especially for young girls, is not where you want to be. So I always feel so blessed that I wasn't there long. And my mother who adopted me, she just, when she saw me, it was like, you know what? I'm taking this little girl out this situation. Like she just couldn't believe someone could could give me up. So 
I owe a lot to my mom who raised me because she really took me out that situation. The family that I got adopted into, it wasn't always like, you know, rainbows and sunshine. My brother had a really troubled past and being that I didn't have a father around, I was adopted by a single mother. My brother was in the streets. Um... He had a very chaotic, very hectic life. He, You know, that trickled down to yeah. me and my mother with the things that we went through. Right. Um, anybody who, you know, knows what it's like for a single mother to be raising son who doesn't have a father, who's in the street, is very hard. And mm-hmm. being that he just had a little sister at home, too, he had to protect us while being in the street. He had a hectic life. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and when his life tragically ended, it was just me and my mom. And that was, he was such a prominent figure in our lives. Yeah. It was hard because we was just, we was, it was just us, th- us three. Yeah. So it was definitely hard. It was hard on me because then I went from being the youngest into having a protector to feeling like, okay, now I got to protect my mom. Our mom is also in a wheelchair. She was injured in an automobile accident in the 80s. She was hit by a drunk driver. So I was raised by a single mother and a mother with a disability. And then my brother passed away. So it was difficult. For me, though, when I got out of high school, I was just like, I got to do something. Because I wasn't the best kid. In high school, I really I, I I followed behind what my brother was doing, but not at that level, because that's what I was looking up to. So I kind of ran the streets a little bit too right. in you high school. Yeah, yeah, I read. Yeah, I had I had charges by the time I was fifteen. You know, I I was going to court. I was I was. What they didn't it? know you at the courthouse, right? Like, you know. <laughs> uh, listen, I was giving them people. I was giving them people hell. They was <laughs> like, "This girl is what?" I remember being in court, and the judge would be like, "I can put you in jail, like little girl. Like, what are you doing?" You know what I'm saying? I, I remember having like probation officers come to my school because I was on probation until I was. Uh, and just for 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 overview, you was living in the Commonwealth. This was in Virginia. Yes. So they could throw the key at. Looking back. I was really out here risking a lot because yeah. now as an adult, me seeing, cause I, I had, I, I had kids that I went to high school with who literally went to jail for Rico charges and still in jail. Mm. Got 20 years for yeah. Rico's because right. it was a Virginia. You, you, right. And you was at that, that Mason, that cross line where before laws changed. So I remember, like, yeah, when I was 17, the Rico just started. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, I have, I have close friends that I went to school with who who went to prison. So, yeah, I was really, I was doing a lot. So the question I have for you with that is, what was it that made you, that woke, that got epiphany and said, okay, I got to change my life. I got to change in what I'm doing and go down the path that you are now. I'm not going to lie to you. It came years later. I went to actual jail, like as an adult. It wasn't in New York State. It actually, I served time in Michigan, it's just a terrible place. I heard something really funny somebody said about Michigan before. It was like, God, 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 go. God didn't intend for anyone to live in Michigan, but people insisted. Yeah. They play good football in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan is not that place you want to be. It's just, it's just the not. What is horrible. Every, it's a lot of things bad was about it. Was it in the wintertime? Because it's cold up there. Well, she was, was in, she, she had some winters, I'm sure. You yeah, well, I was, I, I didn't, luckily, luckily, that was my first time going to jail jail mm-hmm. so it was like and i and it, i wasn't facing i kind of was facing prison but luckily i kept it in the county and yeah. i served my time in the county mm-hmm. but yeah it was that yeah, i had never okay. been to jail before i remember when we know. first met you told me that story and i'm like 
ain't no way it's girl. Cause you know you you know you was style like how you are yeah. now. You know you yeah, know. Galavan professor. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, let me, yeah, let me, let me hold I'm, my wallet. Yeah. Uh, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're talking to Cash Lee. Y'all met at Harlem. But with with all this adversity you're going through, family and you know your own person, how does that relate to your music? Because we 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 hear people say, hey, they they especially entertainment, they take their tragedy and turn it into take that coal and make it a diamond. How does the stuff you've been through kind of help you now as motivation to be great and to do the things you do? Because obviously you're more than just an artist, you're in business, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about in the next segment. But, you know, talk about just how you use your, your past to make you better now. I just, no matter what situation I was in, I saw my gifts. Even in jail, I saw my gifts. Like, I, I had the power to influence people. Mm-hmm. I was in there... It, I wasn't even in there in a month. I was pod mom. Mm. I don't, if, and if you've never been to jail, like something like that, usually that's women who've been in there for a minute. Right. You know, and the and the one and the one who was the pod mom, like I, she like passed it over to me. Mm. Like I was really, I realized like, oh, yo, I could really influence people by just being me. I was in there doing yoga and stuff. CEOs was like, what is that girl over there doing? And they was like, oh, that's just Ashley. She's different. Yeah. And, and then I had them doing it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, let's stretch. Like, come on. I be wanting to go off on y'all in here. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do something. Let's move our bodies. Let's walk around. I used to, I used to have them like, let's walk around because we couldn't go outside. So yeah. I was like, let's just walk around the pod. Yeah. Come on, speed walk. Let's do it. Let's do it. I was in there rapping. I was like, what you think about this? I was like, rap. It's like, I just, I had the power to influence people. No matter what situation I was in in life, I noticed that. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I need to use this for something better so yeah. then i was like i need to do sales because that's where i was like y'all need to sell legal things <laughs> and, <laughs> and she emphasized legal i was like okay. i need to get into sale i was like i need to find out how to sell things legally mm-hmm. to get the kind of money i want and i know i'll do big things we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and talk about those legal things <laughs> Along with some of your music and what you got coming up for 2024, it's a super talented cash lead. It's Nafi Lounge. Where else you want to be? It's whatever lounge. Shorty gon' cash at me to keep me smiling. Yeah. Uh, 
Hippie, check my wrist like disco lighting. Don't ask me, you straight now, bitch, I'm thriving. Louis V. Givenchy, because I'm stylish. Shorty gon' cash at me to keep me smiling. Hippie, check my wrist like disco lighting. Don't ask me, you straight now, bitch, I'm thriving. Got money, now who can you trust? That's why this is it, it's enough. You thinking that you are in love? You in love, uh, uh. Got money now, who can you trust? Ooh. That's why this is it, it's enough. Yeah. You thinking that you are in love? Nah, you in love, uh, uh. And I know why he big man. Cause we didn't click, his man was legit. And we ran off with a big bag. Hating on a bitch is a red flag. Whatever I push, it's pitch black. Whatever I post, them chit chat. Wherever I shop, no price tag. Baby, I can't ignore no simp shit. Got loops on the floor and order couture. Just cause my aura different. Now you gon' flood my mentions. Just cause I lost my inches. See you looking for attention, why? Cause new bitch wash like this <laughs> Louis V. Givenchy, because I'm stylish yeah. Shorty gon' cash at me to keep me smiling uh, yeah. Hippie, check my wrist like disco lighting ice, ice, Don't ask me, ice. you straight now, bitch, I'm thriving Louis V. Givenchy, because I'm stylish yeah. uh, Shorty gon' cash at me to keep me smiling ice, ice, Hippie, check my wrist like disco lighting Don't ask me, you straight now, bitch, I'm thriving. Got money now, who can you trust? Who? That's why this is it, it's enough. Yeah. You thinking that you are in love? Nah. You in love, uh, uh. Got money now, who can you trust? Who? That's why this is it, it's enough. Yeah. You thinking that you are in love? Nah. You in love, uh, uh. We're back on the ride now. Feel lounge, still jumping the best team in radio. Our special guest today, Miss Cash Lee, recording artist extraordinaire. You know, obviously, I've known you for a while, but I started really paying attention to your Instagrams and very entertaining your reels when you talk about some of the, the business things you do. Talk about your day life, because obviously, you, I mean, music is your day life too, but your entrepreneurial vocation is kind of unique. Can yeah. That? So when I started to get into sales, I was doing well in it and I, I really, I did, I sold everything. I've sold it all from like designer, like I used to sell like designer, like ski coats and equipment. Mm. I've sold Italian furniture, like a lot of things, but it was, I was like, you know, I need to get into real estate. I was like, I think I could do well. It was when I started to watch things like Million Dollar Listing. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I like that it. That damn Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like, I, it was the appeal. I was mm -hmm. like, I know I'll be really good at it. Yeah. I was like, I need to try this. So I think it was about like three years ago. I was like, this is what I need to get into. Right. And I just went full force, got my license, started out in commercial real estate, working mm -hmm. with investors, learned a lot. And then I knew I wanted to I wanted to sell million dollar properties in Manhattan. That was really like what I wanted, mm. what I was focused on doing. So I just kept going until I found myself in the position where I could do it. Yeah. And, and it happened for me. And I was really lucky to team up with just the right brokerage, the right people, the right mentors that saw my gifts as well. And yeah. were like, yo, you, you, you could really be an excellent agent. You in the right city for it. Yeah. And um. It was within like the last year, like things really started to take off for me with that. And I've just been really blessed to start a really lucrative career in it. So you you know when she's good at it because she, you know, she's not giving it justice. When she be on her Instagram, she's like, listen, 
It's five fifty mug. If you don't got the dough, then I got some. I got ten other people ready to get this spot. You know, I'm talking about five to fifty thousand, not five fifty. No, Roller no. like, well, damn, what she got? Roach She's Motels, like, five fifty. Yesterday's prices aren't today's prices. You know, so do you find yourself now kind of teetering what you do entrepreneur when you go to your music side because it's, it's two sides of asking which makes cash Lee. I don't think you're calling yourself Cassie when you're doing homes, but maybe you do. But from a standpoint, how do you balance the artist to the entrepreneur? Or do they kind of coincide? It's easy. They coincide because Cash Lee, that persona is me. Like, I'm not trying to be anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, what Cash Lee is about is, is before that, I used to coin this kind of... um, brands urban chic which is like what i felt like i was like mm. i'm like where like um couture and like urban like where it, where it meets mm. so it's like i have i love luxury i love all kinds I of i can luxury. tell i love discreet luxury <laughs> i love luxury that's in your face yeah. i love luxury experiences smells scents mm-hmm atmospheres that's what cashly is when you play cashly music i want it to take you to that feeling that you get when you know money's coming you know if you get a million dollar check and you deposit it the bank is going to tell you you got 10 days think we're going to hold it for 10 days right but that that feeling you have for that 10 days knowing that that check is going to clear in 10 days that high that you're going to walk around with Mm. that's how i want you to feel when you listen to my music it's similar to what ross does like ross takes you there you know what i'm saying so that's who i am love it that anybody who knows me like that's everything that's that's who i am so it's not hard for me to bring that into the real estate when i'm walking into a apartment that's 1.5 and the building got a pool and a jacuzzi Yes, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to you know, sell. This is what I want to show. It you works. You are a great salesperson because you you know what? You absolutely right now and I'm sitting here thinking about it. That part they all match because again, you 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 tell that person you belong here. Like, why not? This this can be home. Why not be this? Don't you want this? And when people yeah. meet me in that space, it, it adds to it. They like, yeah. And I want to work with her because it's the feeling that I get mm-hmm. when I see her and she shows me these places. Mm. It's that it's that sophisticated luxury, that kind of upper echelon that it's like, I want to be around this. Because that's how I am. I want to be around it. I yeah. put myself in those places and those situations around those people. Yeah, I eat that so, whole food. Yeah. Not at night. yeah. So why? I want you to feel like that when you're around why, me. Yeah. Why, why settle for seconds when you can have what you what you can have so many of us especially minority we always got to settle for the secondary but the thing is that we don't see the value of work that we can really have yeah. if we stop settling you know well well said bro you must have had a good night's sleep last night <laughs> we're talking again of a courting artist cashly here at nine feet lounge so music wise and again i i like your music right Thank you. but I, I tell you sometimes i listen to your music i'm like wow like it makes me blush like wow you know this is this is this is actually kind of ripping this stuff hard. I'm like, because I, I we we know each other, but when you sit down and and have to get into that zone, because you write your own stuff. Mm-hmm. So from a standpoint of, do you have a calendar? Hey, okay, because you're a busy woman. Four o'clock, four to six is writing time, or is it just like you know what somebody pissed you off at a at a closing and that becomes a song, or you know what some dude came out of pocket to you, you know before you you cut him and that becomes a song. So what is it with you? Is it like the discipline of like sitting down and writing and focus? This is my time to write, or is it just 
I just flow. I keep a notepad. Or I, I talk to my phone when the, when the mood is right. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't like it to be to feel so structured like that. Mm-hmm. It's creative, you know. So it got to come from a feeling. For me, it always comes from the beat. Right. When I get a beat that I just love, I have to write to it, and, right. and I'll be like, okay, this beat is mine, and I have to write to it. And mm-hmm. when I'm excited about a beat, I can write. I'm glad Raj is standing here because we argue about this a lot when he sends me beats that I don't like, and I'm like, you don't get it. Like I can't <laughs> write to a beat I don't like. Like it's just no, nah, I can't do that. And, right. You know, so it's like, yeah, that's the first step. Me, yeah. me hearing that sound, and I'm like, once once I get in that pocket, I want to write and. So you're gonna so when it, when you put together the start of a song, I some producers gotta send you music first, and then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I can write to this. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. never the opposite where you just start writing stuff and say, hey, I'm gonna put the writing to the music. And, and no, I don't do it that way. And I know okay. a lot of people do, mm-hmm. but that's not really my process. Right. I know a lot of people just write raps, and then. Yeah. But I'm a songwriter, and yeah. I think that's a difference. See, a right. lot of rappers will go in the booth and just rap. Rap, 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 rap. Turn rap. my headphones up. Turn me up. Turn me up. Rap. <laughs> and I'll stop in three minutes and I'm going to come out. Yeah. But I like I like the process of writing songs. Mm. I like storytelling. I, I, I like it all. I like the process of thinking about the visual when mm. I'm in the in the process of writing and recording. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's about the beat for me. And then from there, the song, like, and then I get the concept. And then from there, the song comes to life. Okay, so now what about when it's time for collaborations? Mm -hmm. Now, do you find it with the way they do it a little bit more nowadays that it can be somebody across the across the country? They give you the they give you your part to do and then they do their part and then you hear it later. Or do you want to try to hear it all at the same time? Do I like I'm sorry. Okay, so like with the way they do the music nowadays Mm -hmm. that they can be in their studio doing what they got to do. You be in your studio what you got to do. And then. They put them together. Mm-hmm. You're not in the same studios like they used to be no more. Mm-hmm. You don't have to travel. They don't have to travel. I feel differently when it's somebody else's song versus my song, my baby. Mm-hmm. If it's your record, send it to me. I'll get on it. <laughs> we don't got to be in the same studio together. I'm going to still deliver. Tell me what you want and I'll do it. Mm. When it's mine, we going to do things different. <laughs> when, how's that? When it's mine, like, it's different. Like, I'd rather be in the studio with you, especially if it's a vibe. Like, I, like if we don't know each other, we I'd rather survive and do it in person mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But in nowadays, honestly, a lot of the records, especially a lot of records from big, big artists, is so many cooks in the kitchen, and, mm-hmm. and I hear it. Yeah, I, I really hear it. It's too many collaborators. It's too many writers, and and I really hear that in the music, and I don't I don't necessarily like that. So I kind of like to to keep it more in pocket, keep the circle a little bit smaller, and focus on producing something with a little bit more quality, a little bit more Mm -hmm. heart. So yeah, I like to keep it kind of small. If we can do it in person, I'd rather. But if it's your record, send it to me. Are there any artists that actually influence your work? Yeah, it was always Nas. Nas is my number one. Yeah, I'll never forget when I heard Illmatic. I was suspended from school. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I was playing in the classroom. What I do? I used, I was skipping school a lot, and then they was just like, 
I went to jail for snuffing Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I remember suspended. I remember my mom was so she mad at me as the normal. And when I was home suspended, she would make me do a lot of stuff. You know, I couldn't just chill. But my brother had Illmatic. It was on cassette tape. I said, mm. and he gave it to me. He was like, listen to this while you suspend it. And I was, and I was like, okay, thank you. He gave me something to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. And then from there, he played it for me every time he took me to school. Because sometimes yeah. he would take me to school and then he just played for me every time. So it started with Nas, and then from there, I was tuned into everything Nas dropped. Right. Did, he, did he be a part of the firm as well? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, it was. yeah, and then, of course, through Nas, and I got introduced to mm. AZ, same time, but, you yeah. know, so Nas, for sure, um, that's who sticks out to me, mm. honestly. I can't really... It's a good one to stick yeah, out. I, I, no you, being with AZ, because, you know, AZ goes back to 1993, when he actually did the song with me, he actually started Miss Jones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the, the collab. And now that, you know, years later, you with AZ. But your reach, I could see you have a large reach. Now that you getting more and more into the music, do you see yourself doing songs with the people that, that are out there now? You know, you know I'm saying like Meg Thee Stallion. I even even say like you know Jay Z or something like that. Could you see yourself doing a song with today's artist? Good thing her manager's yeah. here, right? You probably asked. Absolutely, yeah. I would. I can get on anything. I, I could get on anything. I could catch any vibe as long as it's not about something that I don't agree like that with morally or something yeah. like that. Right. Then 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 yeah, I'm definitely with it. I, I received like a crazy good compliment one time from arsonist of the heat makers mm -hmm. who you know be, being from harlem yeah. being in a room with the heat makers is like that moment that's wrong because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason why i asked and, that uh, because it's so much music but it's so much negative music you know like I, it was a it was a young lady on tiktok i think you heard about what she was saying about sexy red how the young kids you know saying uh, pow what is the pow wow something pow town yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and the thing is that by people being influenced by music and you being a songwriter, I think, you know, at times, I think when you do writing your music, you have to think about what are you write because so many people are going to listen to it of all ages or all genres. That's a fact. That's why I talk about getting money. Getting money is universal and that's going to change your life and that's going to make a lot of things better. So I talk about that, but Arsonist told me when we was in the studio, he was like, you know, you could be a Lauryn Hill. And I was like, stop. That was like too much for me. But I, it's, but I think about it a lot when I'm writing and um, I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't see myself putting out music that's just too left in terms of the lyrical content is just not there because that's not who I am. That don't that doesn't make me feel good to put anything like that out. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm on a record with other female artists or any other artists, like I'm going to push my pen. What you do is what you do, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna push my pen. And at the end of the day, what I say, I'm gonna have to be able to stand firm on it and stand behind it. And mm -hmm. that's that's what it is for me. Right. We got a minute left. I can't thank you so much. It's, it's great seeing you, first and foremost. I mean, again, I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm proud of your growth. For people who don't necessarily, this is their first introduction to Cashly, what's the next step for you? You've been, you've had so much adversity. It ain't like you're 75 years old. You're still a young woman. So you, you, you've, had, you've had a first act. You're in the middle of your second. What's the next step? 
You got so many things you're doing. If you can close your eyes for five seconds and say, what's my three to five year plan? What is it? Definitely putting out more music, more visuals, definitely dropping an album. I definitely see myself doing many things in media, from acting to producing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely acting, because that acting was my first love. When I was a kid, I went to performing arts high school. Mm -hmm. That was the only place I didn't F up. <laughs> it was drama class and, and doing all of that type of stuff. I love being funny. I'm actually like a real comedian. So I definitely see myself doing movies, doing comedy, even drama. I love film. Yeah. Film is like, and, and film is the film is the longevity. I could be working in film till I'm 90. So, you know, so it's like that is, yeah, for sure on the horizons. Mm -hmm. TV, I mean, a lot of people been approached about doing the whole million dollar listing thing yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and showcasing my real estate on shows. So, you know, the opportunity like that has come my way and I'm open to it all. Just, you know, media is and entertainment is just something that I've always gravitated to. So I'm, I'm down for mm -hmm. every avenue in it. Well, you can do anything you want to do because uh, your future is super bright. Get, mm -hmm. get those Versace shades out because I know they ain't regular, <laughs> regular you know, Foster Grants. Foster Her name Grant. is Cashley. She's like, what the hell is Foster Grants? Exactly. Grant? There's, there's nothing wrong with Foster Grants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, okay. you can swag it out, swag Woo! it out. I'm glad that didn't go away. Exactly. Where the Foster Grants never, you have a Louis coat on it. You know, I, I like to mix and match. They'll never call us for sponsorship, but nevertheless, <laughs> where can people reach out to you, find more information, get that music, and maybe you'll have a listing or two they want you to. Yes, definitely. Quote. So, uh, Cashly Forever is my Instagram and my TikTok. So it's Cashley, C-A-S-H-L-E-E, -E, the number four, and then spelled ever, E-V-E-R, Cashley Forever. That's my Instagram. That's my TikTok. Um, you can reach out to me on my Instagram. You can DM me um, for real estate stuff, and I can give you my email, my number. My number is public, but I ain't going to give it out on the show. But, mm -hmm. yeah, my number, call my number, me, I'll keep, my call number me. is public because I'm a real estate agent, <laughs> and legally it has to be. But, yeah, definitely. That's you got to have a, a hot phone. You got to have a, you know, a Yeah, definitely, phone. definitely. The two-phone thing, just, I you hate have to do two phones. I'll speak to you about that. <laughs> Her name is Cashley. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks for Continue having me. Continue blessings to success. We'll take a quick break. We keep this thing moving. The best team of radio now on streaming TV, 97.5.